0: Greetings, everybody. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English, once again. Thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have no idea how much I thank you for the listens. And to thank you, guys, I have a special Writer's Chair edition of a podcast. And so this is me catching me in the process of the fourth book and putting the finishing touches on some stories and actually adding not only that, but I actually wanted to comment and and give how a writing or a story is accepted, or even created. Now, many writers have different ways of doing so. Other writers like drinking, other writers like going out to bars, other writers like self-isolation, other writers like doing a whole bunch of stuff. But let me tell you one thing, as far as this writer here, he loves the environment and he loves each and every part of it just because it's a very cool thing. And so to continue this story about the environment, I was actually out on the street and it was a cool thing to see where someone was playing some music and this is an old song and this was some Frank Sinatra type stuff and he was playing a song where he was like, he's like don't ask me I won't dance he said something something I won't do it <laughs> <laughs> dum, dum, dum. I won't dance again like I was like really? I I, I like the song because of this and the brazenness and the story behind it I have no idea I don't even know anything about Frank Sinatra but I thought it was an interesting thing and it inspired me just off of the top of my head. And I, I came up with the concept, and this is crazy, where I was standing. And as this Frank Sinatra song was playing, I, I, I thought of this character who came to this, uh, what would you call, a, a facility or an agency. And the agency was specializing in finding memories. And in particular, this one wanted to find out what her sense of music was. And she felt as if she had uh, a music inclined past or something where there was a lot of know-how and business into her and surrounding what she did. And so she just basically wanted to find that. And then the agency or the person that she's asking speaks to her in a message and tells her like wait are you sure you want to find these things out about your past and she feels as if she doesn't want to do the same type of music that she's done before and it's a really interpretive thing to dig into one's past about music and then the person who's going to find the said things and the memories and where they're at. In particular, weighing the decision if this person should listen to the things that they had done in the past and what had happened to them. It sounds convoluted but it makes sense Where you make it very simplistic and someone looking to do music or they felt that they have done it before and the mysterious things behind it because they forgot everything and the person is like okay well we'll look up we'll look up in your songs we'll look up the instruments and the people who you think you've worked with and then to come to find out they're like the people are like don't ask me we won't dance for you (laughs) And it was a very interpretive thing. And I'll add some mysteries into it. The way that I wanted to make the story that much more intricate was based off of the notion of someone going and delving into this said agency and how they would go about doing it in a place of forgotten memories. It's almost an impossible job. And... The intricate ways of how to find something when there is no currency, when there is truly no trade value, and from many different aspects, you can see it as a lawless state and to navigate and then quote unquote find these things as a guarantee to others where life is even a guarantee on a daily basis is a grand and egregious task. And and I wanted to personify what a grand and egregious task was. Essentially, if you think of this and and having that, and and that's the, the origin of this said story, I haven't even named it yet, but if you think of just listening to anything as inspiration, and like I say, my writing process is completely different and completely convoluted. There are many professional writers who sit down, have laptops, have editors, have second ADs and editors to go back and read all of the material that they go over. But for me, I'm a bit more rustic, a bit more street with the value of doing so where it's completely different. I'd rather not even go over and mull over uh, certain things once the concept has already been laid. So that's generally where the concept of it uh, comes from. There are many different meandering ways, and one could also think of Big O, that's an old series that I used to watch, where he generally had that same differentiating type of job, but he just called himself a Grand Negotiator. Or someone who negotiates and he would and people would come to him for that said thing if he could find something whatever it was a document whatever it could be anything he would go out of his way uh, to get the job done and initially obviously money would be half paid down but this particular agency I want to to add to the mysteriousness of it because Celestial obviously is not even a a place. It's not even colloquially known as that for one and a half. Two, the, the level of bridging or level of instance where they are at a, a leveling or understanding has been askew. There is no sense of language. There is no sense of one thing or or differentiating between anything else in that world and so that's where i always begin and it's exciting there's always a new conversation there's always a new interpretation so like i say you 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 have where the the complexity and level of complexity of this story can go in many different directions and It's not even a non-disclosure agreement for self. It's how I go about writing and how the conversation changes. There are many other different writers and rappers who remember lines and bars in their mind. And and that's how a song is written. And and for me, in in not so many of these instances, a concept will start in my mind and the conversation will begin and then continue forever. And so it's like walking into a room and then picking up where you left off and then remembering said things. And when they are important things, like super, super duper important, I will write it down and I'll be like, yo, and then so I can go back to that later. So that's generally in the continuity of how the story progresses, what will happen. And I love just where... Like I say, you can walk into a room or you can walk into a certain place and and pick up a conversation or speak to someone in the light that they understand what you're saying and it could be a different language, it could be a different uh, background and they still have this self-identifying aspect of speaking to a woman or loving and understanding rest or understanding a sense of joy accomplishment or comrad- camaraderie <laughs> or anything else that always has that fun aspect of a story. be looking for the fourth book to be different than the third and the second and all others. Now each book is collectively having their own vein and their own process of how I wrote them and so the first book was obviously the beginning the of comfortability the the getting of the message and introduction of characters and so it seems very different on many different aspects than the second book and the second book is one of the best parts and one of my favorite stories because it actually had me getting into a sense of rhythm and that rhythm was legit it my language everything was in a sense of a state of flow And it was unbarred, unknown, like I had ever done and experienced before. And it was very fun. And and that's uh, one of my favorites and why I read it so much. And this literally is the second book and precursor to the third. So the fourth book is going to be one of my favorites as well. And the reasoning is because of the conversation that we're having now. The, The agency, I'm telling you, is going to be... Famously fun for me to describe how to go about finding something for someone that they don't even know What they're looking for or how to go about finding it. They just give a a description of it and give a a quite a, a detailed questionnaire as to how and why they want something of that nature and It plays off into desires. It plays off into lust. It plays off into many different things that memories have for each and every person. And without said memories, what would a person do with that? Would it just be a memory? Would it just be that feeling? Would it just be something else? And and acquiring said thing, how do you continue to justify it? How do you maintain it? How do you glorify this said thought that you have? And if it is just money, if it is just a person, Uh, not making it an image after you get that said thing and what it is that you do with it. There there are so many different aspects of the memory parts and the conversations that I've had the conversations in my head that I could go on and on and on. So, uh, for instance, and I'll give an example of someone asking to acquire um, the thing. And it's a couple and they come To the agency and they're asking um, if it is true that they could find anything that no one else could find in all of the world and the agency basically says yes and so for them uh, they are trying to find someone that lived in a different time period and they're speaking to them and they're like what a time period can you go on and describe certain things and so they describe an error previous, before the time of forgetfulness, and how it was important to them to maintain the, this sense of friendships with different couples, and that they existed throughout time um, for quite some time, and that they can only find one another if they wish to be found, <laughs> which also adds to the impossibility of them actually finding this said thing in memory. And to, to find one another is a sense of love uh, because uh, it, it even gets even more complicated almost into a reincarnation and to how um, living in different time periods they agreed to do so um, previously. And, and so they don't expect the agency or whoever it is that they're hiring to agree to their reasoning of their, their belief. But they are just looking for this person, and if they exist, um, to find one another once again, and then to reconvene, and to rebuild, and and to travel with one another as they once did. And and that's an example of what the fourth book will entail, and how I will go about doing so. Oh, you best believe it will be wildly confusing, the way that I had never confused you before. (laughs) So... This is a gift to the listeners. I appreciate it so much. got a big Kool-Aid smile on my face because I love this day and it's going to be amazing. And I hope this day for you is equally as amazing and this time of the year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Peace, peace. And this is the fourth book. Imagine that. How about that?